uh, I'm looking at uh, Facebook posts uh, about ITE. Uh, I have to explain this. Uh, ITE is the Institute of Technical Education. It's a school in Singapore uh, that teaches vocational training. So it's kind of like in between high school and university. But it's kind of like if you dropped out of high school and you can't make it to any university. So there's this safety net. There's this institution that's really, really good. I, I used to be a teacher in ITE. But because it's a safety net, you get students who aren't the best performers in school, aren't the most, um, they aren't exactly your A students. Uh, but it gives them that second opportunity to learn a trade, to get a skill, to stay in school, and then move on to the next phase of education. Uh, some go to university, some go to jobs. And the reason why I mention this is because there's this very concerning post, uh, this conversation, I'm not sure if it's real, I think, I think it is, sadly, between a high school teacher and their former student, where the teacher says, okay, all right, so um, which college are you in right now? It says to the student, and the student says, I'm in ITE. And the teacher immediately replies, why must you be such a disgrace? You're wasting your parents' money and effort. Don't you realize that this has no standing in society? And um, as a former teacher and as a former student, <laughs> um, you know, getting this kind of response from your teacher is just really sad. Um, you feel sad for the student, you feel sad for the teacher as well, um, that there's this disappointment and there's this kind of uh, failure in the minds of the teacher that this student has not made it because they went to this school that has no reputation. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what this has to do with 1 Corinthians 14, uh, but it just made me feel, uh, made me think about how we have different statuses sometimes in terms of how we gauge success and effectiveness, even in terms of how we prepare our sermons how we run our church services. Uh, I, I put up a post last night. It must have been like 1 a.m. or something. I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking uh, about international ministry, and I took a picture of this a pop filter, <laughs> which, which is the tiny kind of thing that catches your saliva when, when you're recording in front of a microphone so it doesn't catch the pops in your speech. And this kind of pop filter is sometimes... Uh, can, you can think of it like an analogy of how sometimes uh, we uh, filter out the meaning from our sermon simply because we use words that are too technical, uh, words that are too English, I wonder. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, sorry if that offends anyone, but sometimes things that are too culturally or too theologically English for the foreign speaker to hear. And, and I quoted this verse from 1 Corinthians 14, uh, if I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker and he is a foreigner to me. It means I don't understand what you're saying, as if you're talking a different language, a different culture. And he's saying, um, uh, if you're preparing that sermon, you're speaking that good news, that gospel, think of it in terms of the hearer, not your ability. 
think of it in terms of how that person will understand this, not how you'll present this and speak this in a very um, impressive way. And, um, you know, a lot of times we look down on people who can't understand what we are saying. You know, like this teacher looks down on a student who goes to a school that isn't as impressive as perhaps they expect them to go to. We look down on them because maybe they don't speak the kind of language that we do, they understand the kind of terms that we use. And uh, Paul is saying it should be the other way around. They, they should be the gauge as to how effective, how loving, how uh, faithful our services are. Not our ability again, but their understandability. This, this probably didn't make sense, uh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, again, I, I just think it's really sad um, because um, sometimes we don't get it. We, we are so concerned uh, with making our sermons, our services as correct, as impressive as possible. Uh, when the easiest thing, the most simple thing to gauge faithfulness is just the foreigner, you know, the, the newcomer, the non-Christian even, who comes into our services, do they get what we are talking about? Or are we trying to impress our former high school Bible college lecturer uh, who isn't even in our church services, but you know, we want to impress them as opposed to try to be loving towards that newcomer, new Christian or non-Christian in our midst. Uh, I don't know where I went with this, but yeah, that's where I am today. <laughs> Saturday night, I'm going to start writing my sermon right after this. Uh, pray for me. <laughs> Heavenly Father, help us to be as loving as possible in our preparation for tomorrow. This is a gathering of your people. It's an opportunity to love them with the gospel. So help us to be clear, to under be understandable, to be as uh, faithful as we can for their sakes and not just our credentials, for their, that they might get it and that they might respond to it and not just that we can turn this into you know, another book or another recording on the internet that will impress our old high school teachers, that kind of thing. So help us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <laughs> I, I might delete this. <laughs>